This is Tourloo Radio. I'm talking to Gary Miller on the phone, former Whiskey Priest mastermind. Hello, Gary. Hello, Robin. How are you? I read somewhere that uh, together with your twin brother, Glenn, you were once called Joe Strummer and Mick Jones of the folk world. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Do you think this is a, a proper description of your work? Um, well, Glenn and I were both um, quite honored and flattered by um, that description. It was, it was um, a newspaper or magazine in, in, in England that said that. I can't remember the name of, of um, the journalist who said it. Um, But it, it, it is an authentic quote. And um, I mean, a lot of things were said about the whiskey priests over the years, some of them accurate, some of them completely inaccurate. And um, yeah, well, we're both very flattered because we, we both um, had very high regard for Joe Strummer and Mick Jones and The Clash. So, you know, to be compared to. Uh, To those two guys was yeah was very flattering actually. <laughs> I think in in a week uh, it will be 25 years that your first show with That's the right. whiskey priest in. That's uh, right. You're very yeah yeah absolutely on the button yeah on the 4th of <laughs> October yeah 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 yeah. Do you have any uh, recollections of that show or is it just you know that it happened but you don't remember a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, no, I, I do actually have some recollection of it, um, some vague recollection, um, simply because it was our first show. Um, you know, and um, at that t when we first started, we weren't playing concerts on a, on a hugely regular basis. We were most, we most like, like, like many um, music, young music groups, um, our first concerts were in and around our hometown, our home area. So, um, you know, it took a while to build up and play more gigs um, as the Whiskey Priest career developed. And we were playing more shows in lots and lots of different places on a more regular basis. Um, a lot of those memories kind of get blurred for different reasons, you know, because we were playing so many shows. But in the early days, um, you know, we weren't playing quite as many shows in the first couple of years of our existence. So, so most of those ones, it, it's easier to remember because they were more isolated as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, what I can tell you about it, it, it was um, in our local hometown of Durham, and uh, we shared we shared the bill with with a heavy rock band from our hometown as well. It was it was a double bill. It was the Whiskey Priest, and, um, and we were at the time the band was made up of old school friends, and the other band that we played with were guys from who'd gone to the same school that we'd gone to. But they'd been in a heavy rock, they'd formed a heavy rock band, and we did it as a double bill. I can't even remember if we went on first or they went on first. I can't remember all of the songs we played. I think um, we played a small handful of original songs um, that we'd written up to that point. Um, but I think most of the songs were probably all traditional songs. You know, we were still sort of, we hadn't been in existence for very long i think we formed the band in august 1985 and the first concert was in october 1985 we'd only existed for about two months when we did our first gig so we hadn't had much time to write many songs um but the there. other band didn't make it you you uh, didn't make a career 
They didn't make a career of it, no, okay. no. Um, but um, you know whether they whether they had any kind of ambitions to to make a career of it, I really don't know. I mean, for them, for those guys at the time, it was a big thrill um, as sort of eighteen, nineteen year old guys to get up and play. Yeah. But I think what the reason the whiskey priests um, survived, you know, playing local concerts and then and developing beyond that into an international career was simply because myself and my brother were very, very driven. Yeah. Um, to make a career of it anywhere, um, and that's that's what sort of allowed us um, to to build on small foundations and and, and gradually develop um, our profile and, and and reach the level that we actually we we did get to. It was it was just basically through through the the sheer um, determination of myself and my brother. I think yeah. that was the first. Chapter uh, the the breakup I read was in 2004. Um, mm. I yeah. I thought about it. I just saw the Pokes in July here in Germany, and That's right, yeah. they are playing shows from time to time. Would you say never in terms of the Whiskey Priests? No, I, I certainly wouldn't say never. You know, never say never. <laughs> um, you know, you, you never know. In life, and I know this from my own personal experience, you never know what's what's coming around the corner. You never know what's going to come next in life. I mean, um, I never thought I would be relaunching my musical career as a performing art and recording artist. Full stop. Okay. I never, I never, I, you know, I went through a period in my life when I thought I would never do it again. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm, I'm follow, I'm trying to, trying to launch myself as a, a my, with with a solo career. Um, so, you know, I, I never thought for a while that, that that would ever happen. So to say never again with the Whispers, I don't know. Um, at the moment, um, I'm not considering it because it's, it's, not, it's not a possibility at the moment. The Whiskey Priests couldn't exist unless it was at least Glenn and me were involved. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't form the Whiskey Priests, reform the Whiskey Priests, for example, without Glenn. Yeah. And I wouldn't dream of it. Um, and Glenn's not in a position at the moment to even consider it. Um, he, he's not been involved in music since the Whiskey Priests ended. His life's gone in a totally different direction now, away from music, and he's completely committed to his new career and his family. Um, he, he, he's just not in a position to even consider it. Um, and I think also as well, um, I would be very, very... I, I would probably only consider reform the whisk braced as well if if it was going to be really special okay. i wouldn't just do it for for the sake of it yeah. i wouldn't you know there'd have to be a very very good reason for it and, and it would have to be at least as good as it was before if not better i wouldn't do it as a kind of um nostalgia thing or or just just to try and make a little bit of money or something I'd, you know i mean may, we've, we've not had any offers from anybody to asking us to reform anywhere um, but um, it would have to be really good, okay. and you know we wouldn't we wouldn't do it unless it was going to be um, satisfying for us. Okay. Um, and I think I think I'd quite like McTyers to be involved as well because he was such an important part of the band for a long, long time. Um, but beyond that, I, I really don't know. I'm not even looking at, at something like that at the moment. I'm trying to focus now on on my own musical career. Yeah. Um, Without the Whiskey Brace Association, um, the Whiskey Brace was something that happened in the past, and it was great. Um, and I'm very proud of what we achieved. 
Um, but um, wh- whether it happens again, I, re- I really don't know. We just have to wait and see. Okay. But never say never. <laughs> never say never. Let's talk about the new music you do, Reflections of War. Ten yes. songs on it. Yes. Some folky, a bit of rock attitude and uh, some uh, jazzy uh, tune somewhere at the front, I think. Yes. Um, what's the most important aspect to you? Is it uh, what you mentioned before that you uh, had to take some time out and now come back? Is it more, even more important because of this aspect or what was the most important for you? Well, that's a really that's a really interesting question, and um, the, the, basically, in, in order to answer it, um, yeah, I, 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 it was good for me to take time out. You know, that's done me a lot of good, I, and I needed to take time out anyway. Um, but um, I, I also had to take, I, I also had to stop performing and recording because I wasn't well enough to do it, and it, it just wasn't possible for me. I tried to do it. And, and and it didn't work out. I thought I may may never do it again, um, and it was necessary to have that period um, away from recording and performing. Um, one of the things I've been doing um, quite a lot since I stopped performing and recording my own music is I've been very I've still been involved in the music industry in different ways, and one of those ways um, that helped me a lot through my illness. Um, was working um, on community projects um, as a um, r- helping other people to write songs and poetry. Um, my my role would be that I would I would work with different groups of people, young people, um, adults, elderly people, all different kinds of groups on different kinds of projects, in enabling them to write poetry and songs for the first time. And I would write songs that with those people about their own personal stories. And um, that the there was a really um, exciting project that I did last year, which was one of these community projects, probably the the most exciting one I've done so far, um, which was called Reflections on War. That was the name of the project. I was actually asked by the person organizing the project if I would work with a group of people in helping them to write songs and poems um, for this project, Reflections on War, um, towards an exhibition. It, I was employed by um, York Art Gallery, um, it's a museum trust um, in the city of York. They have an art gallery and they had a, a wonderful collection of war-themed art and memorabilia that they want, and, and they have a very strong link with the local community and they get the community very heavily involved in putting together exhibitions. It's It's very much a community... Um, led um, sort of uh, process and they, they get people um, with artistic um, skills to come in and help people um, experience um, writing poems or writing songs or, or, or drawing drawing or painting for the first time um, and, and th- that's what I did um, I worked with a group of people and we put together two books of poetry and stories um, and I also wrote a series of songs, and um, it was based on um, on the ex- from the exhibition. Um, the songs were either most of the songs were either inspired by pieces of art that that, that formed part of the exhibition, or um, were inspired by stories that were told to me, personal stories by people I worked with on the project, 
the the whole idea of 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 the album, the songs on the album, was that it was it was you know reflections on war sounds a very um, very morbid kind of title in the sense that people think oh it's all it's depressing, it's all about war. But the my the idea with the songs was was to tell 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 personal stories. It's basically this, this most of the songs on the album are telling the stories of individuals' um, experiences and and how people um, you know the the ability of those people to to come through very difficult times um, and deal with very, very difficult circumstances. For me, it's a very uplifting album. Um, but um, the songs were never intended initially to be released um, commercially. Um, I was actually given a little bit of funding uh, from the project um, to record the songs, and um, I actually put some of my own money into it as well in order to make a better recording. And um, while... I, about I've I've recently relocated to the Scottish borders and have a very good friend here now, um, who who I met um, through through personal circumstances. Who's a wonderful um, musician, songwriter, and producer, and he produced the CD for me. And it was while we were actually making the CD that I, I suddenly got my self confidence back and realised um, that the, the the material was was possibly good enough to release commercially and um it kind of um inspired me um to to reassess my my current situation in life and kind of feel confident to go back on the road and perform again and record again and uh, my life kind of came full circle because of all it, it it was a matter of all these circumstances just working in, in, to help me find a way back into my music again It all came together well. Yeah, it all yeah. it all came together. It wasn't it wasn't like I planned to have six or seven years off and then come back. You know, it, it it's it. I, I'm basically living my life day by day now, and um, I've no idea how things what what's going to be around the corner. There's no kind of um, preset plan um, to relaunch my career at a certain time or to make an album of this kind of music or that kind of music. It's just how it all basically, it just basically came out, um, through a natural process really, but it's, it's, it's good. It's exciting. I'm really pleased that I've got the opportunity, um, now in my life to, 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 to play and record music again. Um, because obviously it's in my blood. It's what I live for. It's, it's what, what makes me feel alive, to be honest. I think not only the old Whiskey Priest fans are really looking forward to seeing you live, also in Germany. Yeah. And I think uh, also the guys of uh, Lady Godiva, now Kings and Boozers. Um, yeah. I, I talked to Thomas in another uh, podcast here at uh, Turalu Radio, and he mentioned uh, how huge the impact uh, of the Whiskey Priest was and how much fun you had uh, while doing concerts together. What are your uh, recollections of the lads of uh, Lady Godiva? Diver. Well, my, my my main recollection is is yeah is I is that I I totally agree with Thomas is that we had a really great time together. We got on very well. Um, that we ha we shared a lot of uh, I think we shared a lot of uh, common ground. You know, we I think we had similar a similar kind of vision um, for our music. Um, we, we were we had similar personalities. You know, we just. We just hit it off really well. We got on like a house on fire. Um, it's a shame we didn't. I would looking back. It's a shame we hadn't had the opportunity to play even more shows together. Because when we did play, when we, whenever we did meet and play together, it was always we always had a great time. 
it was a blast, you know, and um, I have good memories of all those concerts. Yeah, they, they were happy times. And Lady Godiva, I think, uh, you know, I, I don't think they really fully got the recognition they deserved. Um, perhaps in Germany, you know, I know they're, they're, I think, you know, they got overlooked maybe in favour of a lot of other German bands who, uh, um, and, and I think Lady Godiva, you know, were amongst the best of those bands at that time. Um, and, I really, I, you know, I, it would be wonderful to come back over to Germany and meet up with some of those guys again, maybe do some concerts together. Who knows? There again, never never say never. <laughs> never say never. Never say never. But it's good that Thomas is still involved in, in, in doing his music. Yeah. The, great guys, great times. And still having uh, lots of fun. Uh, I, c I can say that uh, the lads are... Yeah, one of the most uh, enjoyable uh, colleagues uh, in, in the business that we have met yeah. also. Great, because if you're performing live music, it should be entertaining for the people watching it, but it should also be fun and entertaining for the people performing it, you know. that. Yeah. W why do it if, it's, if, if, if you're doing it just, just because, you know, if you're not doing it for the pleasure of it? It's not for your ego. <laughs> no. Not, all, not, not only for your ego, maybe. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. You have to get something out of it on a personal level, you know. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, we uh, had a very nice chat together in this episode of Turaloo Radio. Yeah, great. Th thanks I've a lot. It. Nice Cheers. talking to you, mate. Take Bye. care. Bye. Cheers. This is Turaloo Radio.